at Mom Life presented by Kids Dentistry, welcoming new smiles at Kids Dentistry. With safety as their top priority and easy online scheduling for new patients, Kids Dentistry is where healthy smiles grow. Visit kidsdentistry.com. That's dentistry spelled D-E-N-T-I-S-T-R-E-E. Welcome to That Mom Life. I'm Sarah Jordan, and I am so thrilled today to be joined by Kate of the Hat Girls, which if you live in the Louisville area, you know the Hat Girls because it is derby season and you can see the Hat Girls everywhere. Now, Kate, you were one half of the Hat Girls, correct? I am. So it's you and Rachel. Yes. So how crazy are you right now in this time of year? I know it's not the traditional derby season by any means, but it's better than last year. So are you almost just as busy as, let's just say, 2019? Honestly, we were actually just looking at our numbers from 2019, and we are right on track with 2019 (laughs) right now, which is amazing. Oh, Uh, this gives me hope. (laughs) I know. I know. Things might be getting back to normal. Oh, this is so much fun. See, that's the thing. If people are not from the Louisville area, they hear Derby Hat and it's such a it's such a bland word. But because when you see your creations specifically, I mean it's so much more. It's a hatinator. It's a fascinator. It's a hat. It's an art piece. Yes. Oh, and there's just so much more on the hat than any other hat that you would wear for another occasion. Oh, beyond. And that's my thing. I am not, I don't consider myself a like overly fashion forward person by any means. But when it comes to derby season, I'm like, I don't care how crazy it is. You can put it on my head. You can have me wear it because it's going to work. And you might as well go out there. And you guys have gone out there. And one of my favorite things you guys do, which you're at the hat girls on Instagram, right? Yes. Is following you all throughout derby season because the way you all document your stories and like sleeping at the shop, literally, you guys have slept there or your former shop, correct? Oh, yeah. Our former shop, we had um, a trundle bed. So we each had our own our own mattress. Um, at the new shop, we don't have quite as much space, but I did, because I am pregnant again this season, I did go ahead and get um, a little like fold out mattress that I fold out in the back when I need to take a nap. <laughs> Okay. I'm glad that's like when you need to take a nap and not like on the regular, because yes, you're pregnant. You obviously have another child. You have to go home. You can't always be there. And then I, I, one of my questions I ask, and then we're going to rewind quite a bit. Okay. Isn't there, is it the hat man or the hat boy? What did you, what do you call this person? The hat, boy. the hat boy. It is the hat boy. Who is the hat boy? You're talking about David. Yes. So he is one of our good friends from high school. Um, He's just one of those friends that's literally there for anything you need. He's a great guy. And he just, I think he likes the the craziness of it too. So he just literally the month of pretty much March and April, he's at our beck and call and just comes over and helps us whenever we need it. it Cause he's the one that's like outside at 3am spray painting a feather. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's one of those friends that literally anything you ask him to do, he'll do it. And we have a, pretty much probably abused our friendship at this point. <laughs> or you owe him endless, endless favors at yeah. another point in time. Exactly. Okay. So Kate, let's rewind a little bit. Are you from the Louisville area? I am born and raised, born and raised. Now you and I, at one point, again, Derby events and you guys, I know have worked with the Kentucky Derby festival. Like we're around and about a lot of the same things. You actually grew up with a love of theater, correct? I did. My mom is a music teacher and um, always has done musical theater. And so, yeah, I started, I think when I was like seven or eight um, doing musical theater. 
musical theater is my love as well. That's what I grew up doing. So that's why I feel like you and I probably know some people relatively. I did musical theater in Southern Indiana at Floyd Central, but worked a lot with with Floyd Central and New Albany Theater. We were good friends with all those people and everything like that. So um, I love that you grew up doing that. So you did the singing, the dancing, you did the whole nine yards, correct? I did. I mean, singing was my was my forte, but I did all three, yes. <laughs> so do you still sing at all? I do. Um, I do still do some community theater. Um, I haven't since I had my first child. Um, and then, you know, we went into the pandemic, so there hasn't really been much going on. But yes, I still do community theater and I sing at weddings and funerals sometimes. <laughs> um and that's about it. Nothing. I'm not doing anything professional um, in the last few years. Favorite role you ever had? Oh, gosh. I've done Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, I think, four times now. And that <laughs> The Wizard of Oz is like one of our family favorites. And so I think that one will always, I think that might have been, yeah, that one will basically always hold a special place in my heart. Um, that's probably got to be the number one. So... I did Wizard of Oz my senior year of high school and Mm -hmm. I ended up doing the Wicked Witch. So I am your nemesis, but I loved doing that role though, because we had the flying gear. So being able to like wear the harnesses and fly about was like, gosh, I'm sure that was awesome. Did you ever get to fly? No, (gasps) not in the fly. Oh, the flying gear is so much fun. But the crazy part about the flying gear is that it's people, you're on essentially a harness, of course, but it's Mm -hmm. ropes. So there's people backstage, like pulling you on a rope. So if they misstep, (laughs) you start to imagine. Yeah, that's like just adding a whole nother element to it. Yes, but it was incredibly fun because at one point I'm even like up in the air riding a bicycle across the stage flying. The downfall of that is the green makeup that I was once allergic to and we had to find tricky stuff, but I digress. Um, Wizard of Oz became a favorite of mine once we did that in high school. So I knew, of course, you had to have a favorite role being that involved with musical theater. um, It leaves a passion that is unlike anything else. It really does. Yeah. Do you still go see, obviously you're doing community theater, but I mean, prior to pandemic, still going to shows or Broadway shows when you can. Oh yeah, absolutely. And anytime Rachel lived in New York for years. And so, you know, when I get to got to go up there to visit, I would always make sure I'd get to see at least one show. Of course. I'm like every other stereotypical person in the last year. The only time I've been able to see Hamilton was on Disney plus. So that has been, (laughs) I got really lucky um, when it came here last. I won those. (gasps) The the lottery? Lottery, yes. And um, so I got like front row seats. (gasps) Absolutely amazing. And actually, before that, my mom had tickets um, in the balcony that she had gotten for us a while back. So I got to see it in the balcony from that view and then up in the front row. And it was so cool just to see just how amazing it is either either where, you, where you're sitting. Like it was, I'm not, I'm not a completely different show, but it's like the choreography you see totally differently in the balcony. But it's like, then when you're up close, you see, I mean, just, I remember just, you know, during one of the sad songs, just seeing tears coming down the actress's face. Oh! 
so cool to be like that close to them. Now, do you find you, I'm going to get away from theater, but it, I, I love it. So, and I got goosebumps. You just telling me that, do you ever find yourself when I'm seeing live music, specifically musical theater, sometimes I find myself almost like holding my breath, like oh, yeah. almost like trying not to cry as they sing their ballads. Yes, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> so you have this huge love of theater. You're obviously successful at it if you're the, in the leading roles. So where did your love for fashion come along? So, yeah, I, um, I actually majored in vocal performance at Pass. So I was doing musical theater in high school, and I thought for sure that's what I was going to do. And um, I ended up, I knew that I really loved fashion too. So I was trying to go to a school for college where I could do both. And um I ended up at Columbia College in Chicago and I kind of just pushed more towards the fashion side and I was it, it just kind of naturally happened to where I realized I was kind of enjoying switching gears but still being able to do some musical theater on the side um, and that's pretty much how I kind of switched over to the fashion industry. Columbia College of Chicago is amazing. I got accepted there twice. <laughs> It ended up going to different universities both times, but I went and visited two separate times during my college, like pre pre college, and then when I was looking to transfer. Obsessed. What was it like going to school there? I mean, just being in Chicago. I love that city. Yeah, I loved it. Actually, my freshman year, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design, so I was in Georgia for a year, and then I I knew that I needed to be in a bigger city, so I came home for a year and just I think I took classes at U of L, and then. Finally ended up in Chicago and I, I loved it there. I love that you got the big city feel, but it was only, you know, like a four and a half, five hour drive home. Um, because I, when I was in high school, I couldn't wait to get out of Louisville. I couldn't wait to get to a bigger city. And then when I was gone, I was like, oh, well, I actually really want to be close to my family still. And, you know, I, I wanted to still be able to get back here whenever I could. You know, that that was always my dream. I switched to radio in college as opposed to musical theater. That was one thing that was like my passion in high school, but I didn't want it as a career necessarily. But my goal used to be to end up in Chicago because it was a big city, but it was, again, within the same five and a half hour driver. So you could get home in a day if you needed to, half a day. But it had that vibe. I mean, it's yeah. like New York City is on another level, one of my favorite places <laughs> in the world. Yeah. But Chicago, also fantastic. <laughs> gives you that taste of the big city that I feel like we need. So when it comes to sewing, then, I mean, based on what I know you do now, and you create these hats out of nothing, where did that love for sewing come? Because I can barely sew a button on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I actually started sewing really at a really young age, too. My aunt um, was a costume designer and seamstress. And so um, gosh, I remember, I remember doing a lot of sewing with her in middle school. I think it probably started in like fifth grade. And, um, basically she kind of, you know, I had like a personal teacher to kind of show me the ropes. And I remember we started with like a basic, like a line dress and kind of went from there. I mean, yeah, it, it was just, I basically had a, a seamstress expert at my disposal that was kind of teaching me at a very young age. Um, how to do all this. So, and so growing up, you didn't necessarily focus on that as much, but once you were in Chicago and you started focusing on fashion, how did you make the turn to hats? So I did take one class when I was at Columbia, um, a one uh, hat making class. And that kind of 
got me interested in it. Um, but it wasn't really until when I graduated um, from Columbia, I moved out to Las Vegas where Rachel was. Um, <laughs> she, So I moved out there and we ended up coming home for the Derby that first year I was out there. And we made these crazy hats made out of hair weave. And um, I remember we just got like all this attention. People were calling us the hair hat girls. And um, we, we, yeah, I don't know. We just thought it was really cool. That was the first time we had really made a hat from scratch. And um, the next year we ended up doing something a little wilder again, that would really catch everyone's attention. And that's kind of where the hat girls began. Um, I basically wasn't, thinking, oh, I'm going to do hats. I'm going to be a hat designer. It just kind of fell into place. So wait, when did you and Rachel meet each other? So Rachel and I met in high school. Oh, okay. So So we've been best friends since, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. Okay. So then in college by happenstance, I know exactly the pictures. You just recently sent me one of these pictures. So I remember seeing it. Did you guys, was that your aha moment where you were like, wait a second, (laughs) I have an idea. You're going to think I'm crazy. Yes. And you know, before we did those hair hats, that was, I think when we really got the aha moment, we had gone a few years prior, um, you know, and made our own hats that, you know, now that we look at them, we're like, oh, those were such average hats. <laughs> but I think that that first year that we were like, let's do something like Lady Gaga inspired, just totally off the wall. And that was, we got, you know, just so much attention from them. We were like, oh, okay, maybe we could do something with this. I love that. I mean, first of all, you have your longtime friends and then you start to go into business. So what inspired the name the hat girls literally people just referencing you as that it started as they i remember people i think it was the second year after we had done the hair hats they were like oh it's the hair hat girls and you know we had had a new hat that year and so i think that's just when we decided to go with the hat girls now what is it like going into business with your best friend because i feel like i've heard like, of course, people go off to college and their roommates with their best friend and it ruins friendships. Clearly, it hasn't ruined that for you. So what has that been like with you to be with somebody you've known so much of your life and now growing a business and growing up together? Yeah, so it started, I mean, when we started nine years ago, it, I think we made like 20 or 30 hats our first year. So it was more of, you know, we both were, we would come home, do the derby hats and then both go back to, I think Rachel was in New York at that time and I was still living in Vegas um, and we'd go back and bartend. So it wasn't like we were really making, I don't think actually the first year we made anything. (laughs) I think we just broke even, but so it wasn't like we were, you know, making all of our money off of it, which was nice that we've kind of like eased into it. It's now both of our full-time jobs. Um, but it's, it's actually amazing. I mean, yes, you do hear the stories about, Oh, you might not want to live with, or, you know, go into business with your best friend. But I mean, it, we're kind of like, it's basically like a second marriage. (laughs) Um, you know, so it's, I don't know. We just, we, we work really well together. I think it's, we know each other so well. We both know when to like back down and let the other one do whatever they're thinking we need to do. And it's just, it's just really worked well. So is, do you guys have specific roles in the sense of like, do you handle more of one thing and she handles more of another? Yes. So it started out in the beginning, us both just kind of all over the place doing everything. Like you get, 
get to whatever you can. I get to whatever I can. Um, but it's really fallen into the place over the years. Um, Rachel does all of our social media. Um, she does all of our, everything on the website. She's, um, very tech savvy and I am not. (laughs) So that's, that's a good place for her. And then I do like all of our ordering and merchandising for the store. And then we both uh, make and create the hats. Okay. So you both are creators. Yes. The weird thing is though, a lot of people think, you know, like most of our pieces we're both working on for the most part, I would say like 90% of our inventory, either Rachel designed and made one or I designed and made it. Um, There's very few where we both end up working on the same piece, which is kind of different. A lot of people are surprised about that. So do you guys end up having your own sense of styles? I mean, I think it might've started that way at this point. Sometimes, I mean, we have over 700 hats in our store right now. So I remember there was a time when we both knew like every single piece we had in inventory and we could remember, you know, who made it and making it. And now at this point, it's like, I'll pick something up and I'll be like, did you make this or did I make this? (laughs) So when you say that, that's what I was wondering, because I have been a lover from afar from your hats for a very long time. I mean, when you guys decided we're going to be the hat girls, what was your mission to be different from other people to set yourselves apart? Yeah. So we started... Um, it was basically, I think Lady Gaga was a big inspiration for us. We just wanted to do things that were very different, uh, bigger, bolder. Um, and I think we, we started doing mostly custom. Um, I think we were in one boutique our first year. We didn't have a, a storefront ourselves. We were doing it out of the basement, um, Rachel's dad's basement. So <laughs> it was mostly custom then. Um, and that's kind of how we wanted it to be in the beginning. And then we realized, okay, there's only like four weeks to really do custom orders because there's some people that reach out in January, February, March that want to go ahead and get their custom started. But for the most part, most of our custom orders are coming in in the month of April. And so we realized we can only do so much and, you know, the amount of days and hours that are in that month. So um, a few years ago, that's when we decided we needed to go ahead and get a retail spot and have ready-made um, inventory on the floor that can also all be customized. Um, but then that would cut back on how many complete custom designs we would have to do. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I agree with you. It's like, I would love to think that I know what my outfit is in January, but I don't. I usually know. You know what? We're both the same way. We're we're both so last minute. I mean, we make our derby hats generally the week of and are pretty much making the majority of them the night before derby. Um, So we get it, you know, like especially local people, you're not usually thinking about what you're going to wear until at least... Uh, two weeks before. So it's, it's just, it's made, it's made our lives a lot easier to have ready-made inventory. And we've been able to, um, you know, keep it creative. And we like that we can also customize them to make each one a little bit different for each customer um, to feel like they're getting something special for their dress. Of course. And that's, do you think this is an age old question around these, this area, do you think people should buy their hat and then purchase their dress or buy their dress and then find the hat? You know, we like doing it both ways. For me, I always suggest if you're doing, if you're planning on doing a custom hat, I would say get your dress first because then we can really have fun with customizing the hat or fascinator around your dress. Um, If you're thinking you're just going to get something ready made on the floor, 
I mean, you could go ahead and get your dress first. And, you know, we have so many things, so many different colors, shapes, sizes that, I mean, I feel like we have something to go with everything. Um, And then it can be customized to it. So I feel like there's not really a right or wrong answer for that. But for the custom, I just think it's, it's always the ones where we have a dress that's got some type of design on it. It's always... Um, it gives you a place to start with customizing the hat. That's kind of cool. Ah, this makes me like, I I didn't think I was going to end up at the track this year. And again, I'm one of these last minute people going, I should probably get my outfit together. So there's a part of me that's like, I'm excited and I'm scared. I have nothing put together yet. I'll figure (laughs) it out. Always do. Um, we've got time. It's fine. I could be the week of and we'll figure it out. So when did you end up meeting your husband? Um, let's see. Okay. So Brandon and I actually grew up together. His mom and dad or his aunt and uncle and my mom and dad are good friends. So he was like one of my first crushes long ago. Um, yeah. And then we, uh, kind of, I moved back to Louisville, um, in 2016, that year of Derby and, um, at my brother's wedding in 2017, he was there because of course they were family friends and that's when we kind of reconnected and, it just fell into place very quickly. <laughs> so you were already established in what you're doing now, correct? When you yeah. met him? Yes. So I, then he automatically knew what he was getting into and that the fact that you had another spouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. And you know what? Actually, I think I got those ears wrong. It was a little bit earlier because we were still in, we were still in Rachel's dad's basement. I remember the first year that we were dating. I think we had been together for like six months when Derby season came around. And it's like Rachel and I always try to explain to people who aren't close to us that, you know, like you don't understand what the month of April is like. It's, it's like, it's basically, um, we were, we were just talking to our tax guy and it's kind of like, um, a CPA, like, you know, they just don't have a life and are working 24 seven, um, you know, in the month of, pretty much March and April, I guess, you know, before the taxes are due. Um, but I remember Brandon and I did like, I think we, I don't even remember what it was, but we got into it and didn't talk for a few. It was the first time we didn't talk for a few days, like during Derby, because I was like, I just can't deal with this. But um, everything ended up being okay. I realized that I was probably the one being crazy because I was overworked and didn't get any sleep. And <laughs> here we are married and one and a half kids later. <laughs> one, I like you say half. <laughs> so you're pre- you you are roughly halfway through your second pregnancy yeah. right now. Then um, twenty weeks. Yeah. So when you met Brandon, did he have to get Rachel's seal of approval? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was pretty sure when we started dating that he was the one pretty quickly. But yes, I feel like they they got along very very quickly. I remember like pretty early. Uh, Rachel telling me something, I don't know, like they were texting each other, like they had their own text thread. And I was like, okay, that's good. Like, you know, glad that they were getting along and like chatting on the side and stuff. So yes, he definitely, I would say with both of us, anytime either of us date somebody, we have to give give our okay for sure. I mean, I, when I met my husband, I feel like I too knew very early on that, Mm -hmm he was the one like even after the first date i was like yeah there's something different here and then within the first two months i was like yeah we're a lot different and i mean we had bought a house together after nine months of dating so i (laughs) totally 
you do know. And that's the, and a lot of times I feel like you just know when there's usually not as many games involved when I feel like you find that person. Yes. And it's just easy. Yes, it does. And they understand your lifestyle because you're right around April, obviously, and March, your schedule is obviously a lot crazier by far. I mean, the fact that you sleep at your office, not a typical thing of most people's work life. (laughs) I would say that definitely crosses the uh, boundary between like work life, home life when you are sleeping where you work. Uh, yeah, that crosses a boundary for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so how old is, so your oldest now is 19 months or your yes. first child? Is it yeah. a son? Yes. Hudson. Hudson. Oh my gosh. Almost two. How are you dealing with the 19 month old? It's going good. Um, I was actually, honestly, obviously the pandemic was, you know, not good for our business and not good for anyone's mental health. But I was a little relieved that um, last March when we were just gearing up, I was, you know, kind of worried it was going to be my first derby season with a with a kid. And he was just getting ready to start solid foods. And I remember thinking, all right, I'm going to have to just push it back until after derby because obviously I have to be there because I'm freaked out that he's going to choke or something first trying the solid foods. And um, I remember just being like kind of having a lot of anxiety about that, about not being home with him, you know, as much as I was before. Um, And so I was almost a little bit excited uh, because when the pandemic came, I was like, okay, I don't have to worry about it. I am going to be with him all the time. You know, and then the pandemic kept going and going and going. I, actually, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm ready actually to take you to grandma's house. You then I, I, I realized I so said, how is it dealing with this 19 month old? I have a 17 month old. So I'm really okay. Yeah. not that far. I have a almost eight year old, almost six year old. But then I have the 17 month old. I went through something similar where I had taken a little bit longer maternity leave and I was struggling so hard going back to work. I think because it was my third and my last, I was like, I don't know. I just feel different about this. And then I was back to work for five weeks and then sent back home. And I was like, Oh, now I'm with the baby all the time. This is great. But so I live in a multi-generational home. So my parents are here and they are the ones who take care of the kids when I'm at work. But now I'm working from home. And so now it's just a totally different dynamic. So now when I get to leave the house or occasionally go to the office, I'm like, this is weird, even though I should be gone every day. Yeah, Yeah. It, it is. It's just, and I don't know, I guess it's kind of, it's like, for me, it's my only way of really knowing being a mom. I mean, you know, he was, I guess, I guess he was like six months when the pandemic started. I, I, I don't know if I'm doing my math right. But yeah, it was like, I mean, it seems like at this point, most of his life has been, you know, during COVID. 100%. I mean, that's how my babies is too, to the point where, I mean, for a long time, I wasn't taking her to Target. I wasn't taking her grocery shopping. I wasn't taking her to events. And I remember one of the first times I ended up going back into one of those places, she started crying and heck, she went in for her checkup and was like so freaked out of strangers. And I'm, and then the doctor was like, she's a COVID kid because that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's and Hudson's pretty outgoing. um, But I have noticed when I've taken him to see other people lately, he is he's a little shy at first, which you know, he's not like that at all. um, Around the people that he's around all the time. Um, But I did notice we actually we we went to my family's and Brandon's families for Easter yesterday. And even his grandma was saying he seemed um, to not be to not have that like shyness that he was having before, like he might start 
start being like getting back to a little bit of normalcy, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been trying to do too. I've been trying to take her out to stores a little bit more and be around people. And sometimes if she's being like more or less stranger danger, even with her own people, she does know it's just because she's being a little stink and it's not anything to do with anything else. She's a very mischievous 17 month old at that. Because, oh, she's sassy. Um, at one point I had to hire a sleep trainer because I don't even know how that happened, but I was like, I couldn't get her to sleep through the night. It was just a hot. She was, she's just, she is the kid that climbs on everything, eats everything, gets into anything, can undo any lock child proof thing you put in front of her. She, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> Never have I had to child proof a home like I've had to with her. I mean, really? yeah. Right. Um, one of my uh, people I just recently podcasted with, she referred to it as the varmint stage as like, they're like tiny raccoons, like varmints. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're just into all the things. So yeah. yeah, he's totally there right now. He's, he's just, um, he's been opening and closing the doors at home. He finally locked himself in his bedroom the other day when my mom was there, which luckily they, they unlock from the outside very easily, but yeah, we're in the, um, a little dangerous stage of, I feel like he's just about ready to open and close the front door. So, Oh yeah. The doctor, I remember at the last appointment, the doctor was like, yeah, you're going to need to watch the front and back door. Now he might end up at the neighbors without you knowing. <laughs> yeah. It's that, that's, that's exactly how she is in the sense of like, we had to put everything on the little cabinets and the doors are coming soon. Luckily we don't have like the long bars that she can just yes, push down. Yeah. My parents had that and he was out the front door the other day. Oh yeah. 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 So <laughs> then if you're 20 weeks pregnant, then soon after your son turned one, then you all made the decision to then, Hey, maybe we should have another. We did. Um, for with him, it took us almost a year to get pregnant actually. Um, and it was, um, it was one of those instances where we were trying for a long time and then I had stopped trying because, um, Beauty and the Beast, one of the local theaters was doing Beauty and the Beast and I wanted to play Belle again. And so I said, I was like, well, maybe let's put it off for a few months so then I could, you know, play this role I want to play and then hopefully get pregnant after that. And the first month that we stopped trying is when we got pregnant. I have heard that so many times, like that yeah, moment that you... Like it's like there's some stress factor to it that I didn't even realize was there. I mean, I didn't think it was, but apparently there was something to that. And as soon as I wasn't, didn't have that stress of, you know, trying it, it happened. Now, do you know if you're having a boy or a girl this time? We're having a girl. <gasps> Yay! We're excited. Oh, so my fun. Parents have, my parents have seven grand boys. <gasps> oh, so my Lord. Have a girl. A tiny princess. The yes. princess for all. <laughs> yes. So we much fun. very excited too because uh poor Hudson, he's he's turned into the little baby hat boy and he models all of the hats. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, we've got a girl for you to put all the hats on. Oh no, it's a new line. It's baby hats and baby fascinators. Oh, I, I know. We've had a lot of people asking about it. Have We're you like, really? Just make sure we have this all down before we try to start a whole nother line of little people things. The other thing is, as we know about little people, is they're destructive, and I can only I can't like imagine oh, yeah. one of your can you creations. Last long on a 
on a little child. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, you're going to have so much fun. I have a, my I have an oldest son and then my, I have a daughter and they're just shy of two years apart. And it's so much fun having this son daughter combo, the big brothers there. Um, and you have obviously other big brother cousins too, to yeah. protect her so much fun. I mean, it is, I can't imagine. I so I had my last right before the pandemic started, but for you, you had your first, and then you've been dealing with all, basically all of kid life almost in the pandemic, which is so weird. Yes, yeah, I know it is, but at the same time, it's like, like I know um, I, I heard somebody else talking about like it's weird that we don't go out to bars anymore, and I was like, well, I feel like I probably wouldn't be doing that anyways because it's like I've kind of changed over to mom life like kind of at the same time as the pandemic. I don't know. It's like it, I feel like it kind of helps that it happened at the same time because it's just the way it is for us right now. But I'm like, okay, is it going to be really different for this next one? Like the pandemic's going to be, you know, at least calm down. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, it's just going to be different. I know a lot of people have said, if you're looking at the silver linings of it, that clearly the time you get to spend with your family, I mean, at least you were given almost like a, this is our season to have kids. Like life forced us to slow down. So let's just enjoy it. Start a family and then (laughs) come out the other side with two kids. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. And the other nice thing, I mean, we had, you know, we were trying to plan Hudson around Derby before, but obviously... Um, you know, we weren't getting pregnant as fast as we thought. So with this one, we did as soon as, as soon as I got off my birth control, we were pregnant, but it ended up her and Hudson will have their birthday. will be probably about a week apart. And it ended up falling in place perfectly with derby season because my first trimester was pretty difficult for both of them. Just being really nauseous and, uh, you know, absolutely exhausted, which I feel like it probably is for most people. Um, but you know, I was dealing with that like in December, January, when we're not too busy yet. Now I'm in my second trimester. I've got that boost of energy. I feel good. And then I'll have the baby in August and have a little bit of time before we get crazy again for next derby. So you timed it out perfectly well. Yeah. It's like, it couldn't have been better timing. So what was it like last year for you all? The pandemic shut everything down mid-March. And then probably a month later or so, Derby got pushed back into September and it was with no people. So with a business that thrives off of obviously wearing hats to the biggest two minutes in sports at the racetrack, (laughs) what happened to the hat girls during this time? Um, We have a lot of, that's why we have a lot of inventory this year. Um, Basically, I mean, yeah, we were just gearing up when, when it hit, when it kind of hit everywhere last year. Um, so, you know, and I, we were looking at like an old post that we posted and I remember we said we were just pushing back when we were opening the hat shop. Um, I think on March 13th, we said, we're just going to push it back a couple weeks, you know, due to what's going on. And little did we know <laughs> Derby was going to be postponed and then there were going to be no spectators. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty difficult year for us. Um, I mean, you know, luckily we were able to get a little help with a loan, a government loan and kind of, um, you know, skate by. So we're, we're excited that our sales are on point with 2019 this year and hoping that, you know, we're not planning to have, you know, our best year yet, but it's looking like things are getting closer to normal for this year, which, which will really be great for us. That, I mean, 
I remember last year, it was, it was right before March Madness started. So it was like, okay, this game got canceled. Then this game got canceled. Then this got canceled. And then it was like, the Derby got canceled. Yeah. It was a huge blow to the rest of the nation. Probably not so much, but around here, you oh. canceled an entire season. Yeah. Like it. And so it, for so many different industries. And yes. Like, you know, like the hotels and the restaurants. I mean, overall, is, like somebody was saying, Oh, Derby's like your Christmas. And I was like, it's more than our Christmas. It's we do 95% of our sales for Derby. You know, it's like, we don't, that's pretty much all we, you know, outside of Derby season, we'll do a few uh, custom pieces here and there when people reach out to us or we do some bridal pieces, but it is 95% during, you know, the month of March and April for us. See, and that's the thing is, and that's what I try to tell people who don't live around here. I'm like, it is our economy during that season. And I don't care what business you're in. You're, you're affected by the derby a hundred percent, whether you're bar, restaurants, hotels, clubs, hats, dresses. I mean, the media, like everybody is involved in this stuff. And even for some of the, like the party planning people, you know, a lot of the parties aren't going on this year. So there's, there's still some of the industries that even though Derby is actually running this year, there's still some of them that are still going to be hurting this year. hundred percent because things are not running the way that they were. So it's better. It's a step in the right direction. I think for a lot of people, it's enough to get them through this year so that they can get to next year. But it is, I mean, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. I remember last year on what was supposed to be Derby week, I found any Derby outfit I still had in my closet and I like put it on just to let, and I took pictures because I was like, Hey, I'm still celebrating Derby week. But then when, yeah, yeah. And then, but on an actual Derby week, which fell in September, it felt so weird to be like, have a mint julep in the, almost the fall. And it was just, I don't know. I, I'm to see some of the coverage at the track and see just how bare it was there. Mm. Just, yeah, it was very bizarre. I remember watching the Derby and when they sang my old Kentucky, Kentucky home, the national anthem and the horse race ran, I started crying <laughs> because yeah. I was upset. Cause I was like, this is not right. Now it feels weird. Yeah. Um, and so I will probably cry happy tears this year, seeing it on the flip side. So I'm so glad that you guys were able to make it through last year. And Cause you're right. Unlike most any other business, 95% of your business is around one holiday. Sure. Hotels, restaurants, bars, et cetera, all affected, but their business is not coming 95% from one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult, but I mean, we made it through and we're just glad that, you know, numbers are picking up this year. And I mean, we're, we're pretty optimistic that we're going to be okay. And you know, uh, next year is going to be, Definitely our biggest year yet. <laughs> so are there any trends going into this year that you're seeing color-wise or style-wise, anything like that? Kind of odd this year because since everything took a break last year, you know, in fashion and everything, it's like we've been seeing a little bit of everything. It's almost like anything goes. Like I'm, It's not a normal year where it's like, all right, these are the trends. This is the color. You know, it's it's... 
it's a little different this year, but you know, that's, that's nice for us. I mean, for us with the hats and fascinators, that's the other nice thing is like, we still have our inventory for last year from last year. And it's not like a dress that will go out of style, like a cut, a cut or a print that goes out of style. Um, we're able to still sell all of our inventory from last year as if it's, you know, brand new. So, um, but as far as the trends, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing it's, it's kind of all over the place. I'm not seeing like, you know, one certain color I've seen a whole lot of, or, and then like, you know, we always tell people the, we started doing mostly hats and we've really started doing a lot more fascinators in the last few years. And I think one thing is, um, they're just so much more comfortable because you are at the track for such a long day. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about the hat hair if you're going out afterwards. Um, you don't have the shadow over your face and your pictures. Um, so I would say like, that's still one of the trends that's definitely continuing to get bigger is, um, fascinators. I'm all for fascinators for that exact reason. As long as the headband fits your head properly, but it's like, (laughs) it is just so much easier for wear and tear and due to my job i'm in and out of the track sometimes three to four days in a row and it's just like maybe one day i'll wear a hat maybe yeah that's what we tell um a lot of our clients especially people from out of town that are coming for the first time is if they're going like you know a lot of them are going two or three days we say do the fascinator the first uh one or two days and then you know do the big hat for derby yeah. Um, so then it's like you still are wearing both because, you know, a lot of people who are doing it like as a bucket list only get this one chance to wear a big derby hat. So it's like, it, yeah, we totally get it. Go do the derby, do the big derby hat, you know, um, but definitely, you know, try something a little different the, the day before. For oh, us. and I... Uh, some of the fascinators you guys have put up at the hat girls, you have to look at them. They are some of the most beautiful creations. And I comment and it must be Rachel who's <laughs> responding back to me because I'm like, this <laughs> is gorgeous. This, if you're doing derby ever as a bucket list, like don't do it safe, like yes. to push yourself to, because that's the one time it's going to look good. It's going to work. Anything works. Anything goes. Yeah. Anything. I mean, and (laughs) you and I both know we have seen some things at that track and it all works. And that's, I just love and adore everything that you all do. And you're right that your stuff can be more timeless in the case of like certain dress styles and stuff like that. Some of them, of course, are timeless, but not all of it is. You guys can roll over some of that inventory. It is weird though. Just this Easter weekend, I put on a dress that I've had in my closet. My mom bought for me for my birthday last May, but I'm like, why do I, I don't have anywhere to go? I haven't had any reason to do anything. And I'm hoping for a lot of people, Derby, maybe the first time they've really gotten done up in well over a year. Definitely will be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've bought leggings and t-shirts and sweatshirts over the last year and that's it. <laughs> um, hundred percent same. I have become a connoisseur of like the daytime joggers, specifically yeah. the ones that have pockets because working from home. Yes. Because when you're at home and you're working or when you have a kid running around, it's like, I need a place to put my phone or I need something mm-hmm. with pockets. So I have become like specifically tracking down the pay- Pants, like the joggers that have pockets. I am mad at the p- pants for women that don't have pockets because I'm like, I need I one too. <laughs> I, I have never worn so many t-shirts in my life. Yep. Um, it is, 
it is truly a sight to behold. But now it's so funny because I'm starting to see these glimpses of, oh, hey, I may be actually heading back into the office. Or my boss was like, you need to be ready to go to the track on Derby Week, at least yeah. for maybe Derby and Oaks. And I'm like, oh, I got to get it together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I <press> myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. I need to, A, I need to step up my uh, dedication to working out so I can get my body a little bit back together. <laughs> I need to find an outfit because I don't know what that means. My feet have no idea what high heels are. Um, oh I don't want to know what high heels are anymore. That I'm fine with. Uh, yeah. And Go back to that. And I'm pretty sure that hair now is not as like the whole like ombre roots where it's like dark on the top uh -huh. and going to lighter at the bottom. I think that's just in style because people can't get to the hair salon as much. So maybe <laughs> I'm just going to keep up with that too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm like, I feel like, and I think a lot of people are like this, like you were asking about the trends. It's just like, I don't think there's really any specific things right now, because I think we're all just in this place, like just trying to figure out, or maybe I'm just getting old and I'm a mom. I don't know. Maybe there are trends out there that I should know. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what they are anymore. All I know is like athleisure has been my wardrobe now yeah. for... Like it has been for most of us, you know, that have been able to sit at home. It's athleisure is what it is. So we've got to like change our mindset and figure out what it is we're supposed to be wearing when we go into the office now. Wait, are you guys selling matching masks to go with your hats? Yeah, we are. We've actually um, partnered with a local girl who actually does our um, bow ties and pocket squares. Um, mm. she, she was, I don't think she's selling them like on her actual website anymore, but she was making them during the, um, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic. And so we were like, Ooh, yeah. Can you do those for us? Because we feel like we just need something that's complimentary. So we have 32 shades of just, it's just a plain color mask. And basically we have something to go with everything. Um, so that, you know, it's still about the hat and the outfit and then the mask just blends in with it. That was going to be my question because I've seen some people that have like full on sequined masks and stuff like that. But I do agree with you. If you're wearing a hat, my mask doesn't matter. We don't want to take away from the hat. So... Yeah. No. I mean, we had thought about, we're like, oh, that could be cool and fun to like do some different stuff on masks because it's something different. And then we're like, you know, I think it really just needs to stay about the hat for Derby and just wear a mask that's just going to kind of blend in with everything. I couldn't agree more. And again, as the more we talk, I'm like, I really need to figure out what I'm <laughs> It's fine. Over. We'll help you out. <laughs> oh, I am so glad I got to connect with you guys. Long time fan in general and like watching you guys grow your business. And then I, I literally call it surviving derby season. Because again, as you guys posted your little stories along the way of sleeping where you work, again, not something most people do, a labor of love towards one holiday, one event, a holiday here in Louisville it is. Um, and it's just so incredible. And you guys are true artists at what you do. And I literally wish you the most luck with, of course, being 20 weeks pregnant and at least you're 20 <laughs> weeks pregnant in derby season and not like 35 weeks pregnant yeah, during derby season. The early part of pregnancy or the late part would be very difficult. This <sighs> oh, the, out perfectly. my one daughter was born May 26th and that derby season, that work. That I was rough. I think I did three days at the track, red carpet parties and derby day itself. I sat in a recliner with like swollen ankles, like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. But then part of me was like, well, if you go in labor at the track, that'll probably make national news. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous things. Okay. Thank you so much for taking the time today. You are the absolute best. I wish you so much luck this derby season and all the beautiful inventory. Where's your store now? It's over on 
Uh, yeah, we moved. This will be our first derby uh, season in St. Matthews. So we're off St. Matthews Avenue, um, kind of close to Trinity. Um, that's what I thought. Okay, so you're over in St. Matthews at the at the Hat Girls. Check them out. Kate, thank you so much. Thank you.